The Dad presents Violence in Coontown, Episode 1. You know, you little boys show their dicks to each other. Yeah, uh, I don't know about not our all little boys. But yeah. 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 Hello and welcome to the Dad Presents Violence in Coontown, Episode One. It's our maiden voyage on this Dad Presents saga. I'm B. I'm joined here with Jay Maddie. What's going on, fellas? And also Doggy. Hey. We're going to come to you each week to bring you things that's going on in our lives, family stuff, life stuff, you know, the stuff you deal with every day. And um, we hope you enjoy it. We will be available on iTunes and on SoundCloud. So, you know, without further ado, we'll go ahead and start. Um, Maddie, you know, give the folks just a, you know, a touch of what you go through on a daily basis. You've been telling me about yeah, some yeah. story. All right. So, I mean, this podcast, we're going to be talking a lot of parenting stuff, you know, what to do, what not to do, what we're doing. But sure. um, I just have myself a weekend. And before we get into all that parenting stuff, I just got to share about my weekend. Have at it. So so just, just listen up a little bit if that's okay. Sure. So, you know, every Friday night with the family, if we're in town, we do movie night, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this week we moved it to Saturday. We're doing something Friday. We're watching The Terminator. Pretty mm-hmm. intense movie, yeah. right? And as we're watching it in the most intense part of the film, choppers start coming down, descending upon our house, maybe 15, 20 yards above the house, spotlights shining in the house. So I just come home that day with my new hunting rifle. So I get all excited. I grab the the hunting rifle. I run outside, which is a bad move because, you know... I put myself out there. You got police choppers circling the neighborhood, and I run outside with a, with a hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. So they make an announcement that the neighborhood is on lockdown. Now, apparently, a house just like four houses down from us, it was an armed robbery, and uh, you know they were on the loose. Mm-hmm. So they, they ordered a lockdown. Mm-hmm. So my wife, the bride, she freaks out. She takes the kids, yeah. and she goes and makes them lay down in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I guess she's expecting these guys are just going to be like running around the neighborhood with a Gatling gun, just spraying bullets everywhere. Yeah, or so she wants to protect them. Or she's been raided before. Yeah. Or ma- <laughs> I mean, she did grow up in the Philippines. Maybe that happened. I don't know. But it was silly. Yeah. So so I got to feel like a big man and I got to sit in the, the living room all night with the shotgun or with my, my new hunting rifle on my sure, lap, right? Sure. So eventually we all go to sleep, wake up in the morning, find out that they had got a canine unit out that caught the bad guys. Now we go out in the morning. And now we've been having this ongoing battle with these raccoons. You know, we're, we're, we're raising chickens. They've taken out four of my chickens now. Mm-hmm. And they're brutal. These things are vicious killers. They're, they're, they're not cool animals. They're vicious. Mm-hmm. Finally now, we got <laughs> one in the trap. Put a trap out there. I mean, I got, all, I got a whole set. It's, it's like a, a war zone back there. Mm-hmm. Got one in a trap. So I'm all excited. I go out there with my rifle that I was going to protect my family with that's been sitting on my lap all night. Yeah. And I'm ready to, to blast this thing. Rifle doesn't work. Rifle's oh, dead. Oh, shit. Either, either it doesn't work or I don't know how to work it. But either way, now I can't shoot this raccoon. Yeah. So now I got this raccoon in this trap. Yeah. Kids are going off to school. And the bride's mad at me because what the fuck are we supposed to do with this raccoon now? Yeah. So she leaves for work. Um, and I just start researching the best way to, to get rid of a raccoon without making it suffer. I'm not an animal. You know, mm. they're animals. 
they they don't care about my chickens and putting them through pain, but I don't want to put the raccoon through pain. Sure. So let me just say the rest of this story probably needs a trigger warning. So let's just put that out there. <laughs> trigger warning. Okay. Right? So I decide from what I read on the internet, the best way is to gas it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I, I put the entire cage in a tarp, tie the tarp to my tailpipe out in the driveway uh-huh. and turn on the car. And I read that this takes about 20 minutes to wow. gas it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, you know where I live. I'm, I'm in the suburbs. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not out, out in the country. Yeah. We got neighbors and we mm-hmm. got a lot of nosy neighbors. Mm-hmm. All right. So when I read this on the internet, it says it takes about 20 minutes and it says it'll put them to, put them to sleep and they'll die peacefully. So I go inside. I'm like, well, I'm just going to take a shower. Yeah. Strip down to my underwear. Now, this is where it gets good. Strip uh, down to my underwear. <laughs> okay. Getting ready to get in. Well, I'm, I'm going all the way, but at this point, <laughs> down to the underwear. I'm getting ready to get in the shower. Sure. This raccoon starts screaming. screaming now i don't know have you ever heard a a raccoon scream no no okay what it sounds like is a baby oh Oh, so you see my car out there with this uh contraption (laughs) tied to the tailpipe and it sounds like there's like a two-year-old screaming (laughs) baby killer and everybody in the neighborhood knows that we have i have a couple young nieces who've been coming in and out recently about two three years old Mm. all right and we got, like I said, a lot of nosy neighbors. Mm-hmm. So I run out there as fast as I can with my, with my Bluetooth speaker and my um, my phone <laughs> to try to blast it out with some in your rap drawers, music. right? Yeah. In my underwear. Nice. I hit play. Nothing. It's not working. It's not connecting to the Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck to do because it's screaming and everybody's got to be able to hear it. So I start singing. First thing that comes to my head. <laughs> Jose, can you see? Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Neighbors are starting to come out. Guys out there, I'm in my underwear singing the Star Spangled Banner. I don't even, I don't, there's no flag on my house. There's no reason for me to be singing this. So my neighbor who's looking at me, she's got a flag on her house. So I salute, I'm saluting no, the okay. flag, yeah. singing the Star Spangled Banner. And right, you know, at the Rockets Red Glare, at that part, yeah. it stops screaming. Thank God, because I was going to have to start going into America the Beautiful or something else next. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Stop screaming. I go back inside. I, uh, you know, I, I salute the flag. I said something like, <laughs> I said, like, it's a beautiful day in America or something stupid. Uh, oh, wow. I turn around, still in my underwear, walk oh, back inside. Uh, all right. The neighbors are all still looking. I'm like looking out of the window to see if they're dispersing or going to call the cops because... Yeah. What I'm doing is not legal. You're not allowed to gas a raccoon mm-hmm. in a suburban neighborhood. Your options, what I looked up, are to shoot it or to release it. Now, if I release it, it's just going to attack our chickens, attack me, attack the kids, whatever. I'm, yeah. I can't release it. So mm-hmm. this was the best thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell my neighbors what I was up to. Mm-hmm. All right. So I take my shower. I get dressed, dispose of the, the raccoon body. Now I got to deal with this rifle situation because we're going to catch more coons and mm-hmm. I got to deal with them. Yeah. So I, my car is not working now because I just let it running for 30 <laughs> minutes with something t- <laughs> tied to the tailpipe. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I take an Uber to the gun store <laughs> all right, <laughs> to get my rifle looked at, or yeah. to get a new, I'm sorry, to get a, a new 22, an air rifle. Cause mm-hmm. I'm thinking my hunting rifle may not be the best thing to shoot in the backyard anyway. Might not be. All right. So good, I buy this point. 22. Mm-hmm come out of the gun store with the 22 i call an uber to get back mm. three different times the uber cancels on me because i guess they don't want to pick up 
some white guy holding a rifle on the corner. <laughs> so they drive by and they keep going. <laughs> so now, oh, shit. again, I take my pants off to wrap the gun in my pants. I got, now I have boxers on instead of tighty whities oh, So this wow. is, you know, a little bit better than staying outside <laughs> in my tighty whities singing a natural anthem. I got at least boxers on. Yeah. Now I get the ride because it doesn't mm-hmm. look like I have a gun. Mm-hmm. I get the ride, come home, go to work, right? And uh, that was a day. But uh, don't feel bad for the raccoon. I mean, it's vicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not even the end of it. Because um, what happened that next night? Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, I was stupid. And I left the air rifle in the garage. Um, I, I guess because my wife told me to. So and that's rac- why I did. Raccoon came back and shot you. No, raccoon came back. I, I rigged up. I rigged up the uh, chicken coop with yeah. uh, bells. So this time I'm gonna hear it. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yeah. hear it. So I hear it at like 3 a.m. and uh, I jump up out of bed. I sleep naked because I'm sexy. Okay. Jump up out of bed. Nice. And I run outside naked within naked, <laughs> wi- wielding an axe overhead because my gun's in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> screaming at these raccoons, running with a uh, with an axe, trip on my kid's toy, fall flat on my face. Oh, Raccoon wow. scattered, but uh, that was it. Nice. Um, one question. Uh, wow, how are you going to top that? You, I, that's that's the beginning of a show, ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's, I, that's the way we kick things off here <laughs> on The Dad Presents, first of all. So there you have it. There's there more of that to it. come. But my question is, when you sang the national anthem, did the raccoon take a knee like Kaepernick? Well, the raccoon... <laughs> <laughs> Or did he salute he, too? He was screaming, so I'm I'm guessing no. Oh, Lord. I'm yeah. guessing he did not. Uh, plus, I couldn't see him; he was wrapped up in the tarp. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. no, you're like uh, Walter. What is Walter White with the underwear and the guns? Like you're naked with the gun. Yeah, you, dude. You, yeah, it's and I know, and you know, it's it's 2018. I don't wear tighty whities anymore. I got maybe like two pair. Yeah. Yeah, I just and so happen to be in the, neither of them the tidy are clean. whitey at that, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Out there in my tidy whiteys, <laughs> singing the national anthem. It's like 9.30 in the morning. Sure. Classic. On a Monday. Now, oh, man. Now, you see, Doggy, if Doggy or I, as black men, did the same thing, they would have called the cops on us. Oh, shit. <laughs> if we were outside oh. singing the national anthem, naked, like in underwear. Oh yeah, in a white neighborhood. Yeah, it would have been well, over with. It's over in yeah, our neighborhood. Yeah, guys, they don't. <laughs> yeah, they, black people would. They don't like them. black people. They don't let black people move in our neighborhood. Yeah, I, I've been so, there. I know that. Yeah, I know. yeah. I get the scowl. I've been out there. Yeah, I get the scowl every time. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got you got to get a friend pass just to visit. No, I, I believe that it's fine. But you know, uh, God bless that raccoon, and you know, peace be to thee, raccoon. God rest your soul. I hate you know, going back to war tonight. I mean, this shit ain't over. <laughs> This is not. They over. keep coming and coming. They keep coming. Yeah, they're yeah. like this is like the bloods and the crips. Jeff in my pool. I hate those motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. So what's I, going on with you guys? How was your weekend? Weekend good. Again, football season dedicated to football. Dude, you got to turn that off. Sorry, I'm, people are buzzing yeah, me. Professional. I'm sorry. This is a professional podcast. But no, uh, weekend good. Football dedicated most of it. Family time on Saturday, which was good. Um, what is it? Hung out, watched TV, got out a little bit with. Uh, Wife and daughter. Daughter now is sporting a sports bra at nice. nine years old. Yes. Coincidentally, yes. I taught my son this weekend how to unhook a bra. Ah. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, now she's off to the nunnery. She's going to go right to the convent after <laughs> so that. So how does that make you feel that your nine-year-old daughter is wearing a bra? You know, I don't... It's a natural way of life. You, you, at some point, yeah, but that's going to happen. But it's, it's a natural 
thing a life when you're like 13. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. And the thing, I, I wouldn't mind it so much if I was left out of it. But she's modeling it in front of me, and she's telling me how it makes her stomach flat when she puts it on <laughs> and all this other shit. And I don't Does need it? that. It, I didn't look, man. <laughs> I'm not looking at her in a bra. I don't want to see it. She's showing my, my parents her bra, and, and my father had to tell her, <laughs> you know, you don't show people your bra, you know. But she's excited about it, so I'm excited yeah, for her. Becoming a woman. But um, there's trouble lurking. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just the beginning of the end. You, you just know it, what's, what's coming. Uh, doggy? What was I'm scared to ask, but what was your weekend like? Oh man, I had a great weekend, man. I got drunk at Javier's. There you go. Um, you know, had some Mexican food with my wife, mm-hmm. and you know, like I hear you guys talking about, you know, your your kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you know I missed that, like having my own child. Yeah, you know, like I've been around. See, I think it's me, my problem. Because growing up, I loved strippers. So every time, like, I get with a woman, she always has a child. Yeah. And it's not the woman I want to have a child with. Uh, you know what I mean? So I've been, I've been, a, I've been, a, uh, or hookers, strippers and hookers, right? Yeah. But so I've been a stepdad, like, my whole life. Mm. But now I'm proud of my stepdaughter. Now she's about to um, finish her high school. Sweet. And, so it's not, you know, we have a great relationship, even though her and her, her, her mother and I really don't at times, but mm-hmm. me and her keep a pretty good relationship. So, you know, I'll look out for her while she's going through college and, you know, we're good friends mm-hmm. and uh, I'm proud of her. She's a straight A student. Yeah. Wow. And um, so, you know, she's looking forward to going to college and stuff like that. So, but other than that, I watched football and got drunk and that's it, man. Well, that's a week. That's a winning weekend. Yeah. If you got drunk, you know, you, Watch football, got drunk, and beats chasing coons around in your underwear. Yeah, that's true. That's when I usually do all my drinking on the weekend now because during the week I try to watch my physique and work out a little my bit. My physique now. is looking better every day. Man. Thank you. <laughs> he's getting slim, ain't he? He's he's dedicated. He he's getting in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hey, uh, my oldest is having his birthday uh, tomorrow. All so right. We, is it that know, time of year again? I yep, guess it is. Okay. Yep. 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 So yeah. he's turning nine. So yeah. we've decided that you get a birthday party up till eight. I just instituted that rule. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm sick of these kids' parties. And you know, I, when I was a kid, I had maybe like two birthday parties ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's had one every year. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. And I don't want to deprive him. But I just think these birthday parties, they get expensive. They get ridiculous. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, as a parent, every weekend being invited to some other kid's birthday party. Yeah. You know no. I mean? like, draining, right? Yeah. It gets on yeah. your nerves. So I don't want to do that to other parents. So we said, all right, no birthday party. What we're going to do is, you know, we'll have, we'll have some family. We'll go to dinner. And then uh, we'll go do something fun. We're going to go uh, to a parkour gym and run around and do flips and whatever. But for dinner, mm-hmm. he picked a Korean barbecue place. Do you guys oh, ever do Korean yeah. barbecue? Yeah, I love Korean barbecue. They cook oh, in front man. of you. Yeah. Like I, you know, I love it. I'm I not a Korean. fan. Why not? Okay. Well, I don't want to go I don't want to go to a restaurant where I got to be the cook. Uh, you right. know what I mean? Like, I, I go to a restaurant, I want them... Like, make me my food. I'm paying you to well, make no, me my they, food. If, they bring it to the table. You got to sit there and work the whole you time. You don't have to. It's cooking the, at the table. You get yeah. all stinky. No, the, I mean, the, the game is you sit there and then you say, this is going to burn, and they'll flip it for you. You yeah. don't have to do it. Yeah, you sit back they'll and start cooking they'll cook it for you. Not Some the place spots. we go. We, oh. we, yeah, we dude, no, it. you're going to the wrong place. No, right. that's how you do it. You, you got to flip. You yeah, I mean, flip I, like, it. I like the taste. Mm-hmm. It tastes good, but I don't want to sit there. When and I'm, deal with it. When I'm at a restaurant, I want to socialize. I want to make jokes. I want to have a good time. I want to have some I don't want to be standing there like it's at home and I'm man in the barbecue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but getting back to kids' parties, 
it you know it brings something out of you as parents that is like psychotic after a while because you've done so many of them you've gone to so many of them and you, and you just get psychotic yeah. i remember we were planning a party for my daughter and we were nuts we were going crazy uh she had a recital the same day and then we had to drive to Glendale. And if you're in the L.A. area, you know that if you're in L.A. and have to drive to Glendale, it's a little bit of a drive to get a fucking cake, by the way. Get the cake. On the way to the cake, find out the guy with the jumpy house who's going to bring oh, the yeah, jumpy I house. Oh, yeah, remember this yeah. deal. He decides he's not going to drop it off because he got in a fight with my brother-in-law. So <laughs> I'm on the phone with my wife and daughter in the car, and I'm screaming at this guy, cursing him out. And I think the last thing I told the guy I would do was suck my dick in front of my daughter. She's laughing. She doesn't even know what a dick is, but she just knew... <laughs> Daddy sounded funny, and that was it. But it the birthday parties, and I, I'm happy you've done that. And I maybe I'll institute something like that with me in no, the birthday party. Win. You I'm got probably two not. Girls on it's, one guy. it's awful. Yeah. But the, it takes you to a place where you're not normal. The, going to all these birthday parties, you're you're act, you're somewhere you don't want to be. The parents are nice enough to those you know pizza at you or whatever, but they don't really want you there too long. They want it short and right. over, you know. But it's just a miserable experience right. a lot of the time, yeah, unfortunately. Look, I, you work all week long, Yeah, right? Now, when I was a kid, my dad would work, then he'd come home, and he'd chill, right? Yeah. Now, you work all week, you come home, and now you got to do your kid's goddamn homework, because they give these kids so much homework, yeah. the kids don't know how to read yet, so you have to help them. Like, I don't remember my parents helping me with my homework. Like, let the kids be kids. They're, they're going to be miserable from the time they're 20 till about 55. Mm-hmm. Let them be kids. Let them let them have a good time after school. Let them, you know, teach them what they need to. I taught my my six year old this mm-hmm. past week. Yeah, I taught him long division up to a thousand in under an hour. Damn. Okay. Wow. What are they teaching these kids in these schools that they got eight hours a day with them that they they need to give them homework to act to learn what they've been getting taught for eight hours? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're they're doing a good enough job if if they need to be sending that homework home. So you work all week, then you're spending your nights doing your kids' homework, and then now on weekends you got to spend Saturday and Sunday at a, some obnoxious eight year old's birthday party. <laughs> no thanks. You know I mean, it's ridiculous. No. no and thanks. then and then so also this weekend on Friday, uh-huh. um, there was some event where all the kids go uh, the, to the parkour gym and they're like. They get together and their baby sat there and it's like $15. And then the parents get together because all the kids are there. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I, I've got friends. You've got friends. Yeah. We all, we all got friends. I know you what you're going to say. And I don't like that now it feels like my friends are chosen for me sure. by yeah. who my kids yeah. choose to hang out with. Now, mm-hmm. luckily, these people are pretty cool people and we mm-hmm. had a good time. Yeah. But I've been in some situations where it's just agonizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you get in this thing where, you know, you see your kids hanging out, and you're like, "Ooh, I hope you pick the cool right. parents' kids. Yep. Don't hang out with that one." Oh, and then she's yep. playing with you know, but no, it's crazy. But the, you know, to get back on a couple of things you said, first of all, with math and school and everything else, these people have changed math, and I don't know why they Are changed. You start math? complaining about Common Core. Yeah, dude, it is ridiculous. But I'll, I'll just Everybody leave it at that. Everybody over forty complains about Common Core. It's not that complicated. No, it, but it, the thing is, if you haven't been to school for 30, 40 years, and and you're someone asks you how to do a math problem, and you do it, and then they're saying, "No, we understand you got the answer, but you need to do this, this, and this before you get the answer." The whole point when we were in the school was to get the answer. Period. That was it. Point yeah. blank. I'm, I'm going to defend the Common Core because okay, I, 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 I took. What they're teaching is a logical way to solve a problem. It makes it harder to solve a simple math problem, mm-hmm. but it makes it it makes it more logical. So then, when you start getting bigger problems, yeah. it makes those more simplistic. It's it's a, just a good way to think in general. 
in life terms, the mm-hmm. way they, they break down numbers and group them up. I kind of was doing Common Core in grade school on my own. Like that's how yeah. I kind of, I did math on my own. We didn't get taught Common Core, but it seemed like the right way to solve a problem. So I, I'm not going to hate on the Common Core. I'm just, I'm, I just hate on how much homework they get given. Yeah, but you see, the co- problem with Common Core and when they gave me the philosophy, I liked it. I said, okay, well, it encourages your children to ask questions as to why. And you say, okay, I can dig with the, dig that until you spend time with your children after that and they ask you why for everything. Yep. And and now you're just like, I just want you to do it because I told you to do it. <laughs> well, why? Yep. Well, there's no why. You know, it's just that. And then not only that, it keeps them from learning like stuff that I still have in my head. I was told in third grade to learn the entire multiplication table up to 12. No, I didn't ask why. I just did it. Now, they're not taught the same thing. It, it, it was just a standard thing. You say, okay, 12 times 12, 144, 9 times 9, 81, whatever. Good job. Thanks. Ooh, I kept it. Rattled that you off. See how that works? But they're not taught the same way in terms of memory because they're too busy asking why. And I think there's benefits to it, but there's also shortcomings. Why? Okay. Yeah. I drove my dad crazy with the why question. And the <laughs> thing that I hated most about my childhood was his answer to why 90% of the time was, because I said so. Yeah. And I vowed I would never do that. You mm-hmm. know, I had a great dad. I'm not complaining about my dad, but that, that used to drive me fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Asking why, if your child is asking you why a lot, is showing one of two things. Either mm-hmm. your kid is uh, very curious, yeah. which is a sign of intelligence, mm-hmm. or your kid's just trying to be a pain in the ass. Y- yeah, and there's so a little bit of I got, that. I got one of each of those. <laughs> but, I, you know, you got to be patient with the why. I, th- mm-hmm. I think you got to... You got to do your best to answer, to stay patient, answer your kids' questions when they ask you why, instead of shutting that down. I mean, your daughter, your man, I remember my kid's fourth birthday party. His daughter, she mm-hmm. shows up to my son's fourth birthday party. She's like four in a few months. Yeah, my kid's barely not shitting his pants anymore, and she shows up and reads stories to all the other kids. <laughs> she started early, flawlessly. Yeah, four years old. She's a smart girl. She is, and the thing I don't is, know where that came from. I have no idea <laughs> either. It's yeah, because you know, so you got to <laughs> nurture that, yeah, especially her mother's side. Listen, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Both sides, <laughs> but but no, I encourage the questioning at the appropriate time. But sometimes it's just get in the car, let's go. Well, she's a teenager now, basically, basically so, with the bra you know, and everything else. Also, one thing you mentioned. With birthday parties and, you know, like you said, your dad was able to come home. He worked hard. Weekend was his. He chilled. No one bothered him. Your mom probably said, nobody bother your dad, right? Pretty much. Same thing. My mom always told us, do not bother your father. He's been working with him. Yeah, my wife sends the kids to Dude, it's totally different. I was about to say the same thing. No one gives a shit if I'm sleeping. No. No one cares. No one gives a shit if I'm sleeping. I've been out. Whatever. So it's just a different. I think the wives have changed. Yeah. Oh, well, definitely. Well, yeah. you know, that's that's they the have too that's much the time. Power that's now. the time. Too much power. That's well, you know, they got the pussy. So with the pussy comes the power. <laughs> that's yeah. just the truth. I got to give my wife credit. She lets me sleep in every Saturday, and she kind of deals with all that noise. So she she's she's good on that. That's good. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the family dynamic has changed in a lot of ways. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways for men, it kind of sucks. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, you can't. Yeah. You know, I think women just realize that the, the pussy is the power. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is shut down pussy town and, and, and they're the boss. It's over. Cause we're weak. I mean, we're weak. Like when they shut down the pussy factory, they win. No, they you're do. Gonna, you're going to, you're going to do what needs to be done to, mm-hmm. you know, get back up in there. You just got to drive to Vegas. Yeah, like Doggy does. Yeah, <laughs> or you could leave your wife and drive to Vegas, like Doggy does. <laughs> Either way, 
There's some people who just get away with shit, and Doggy is one of those people that just get away with stuff. And then you'll call them, and they're just laughing in the background like nothing ever happened. Like, oh, okay. He didn't just disappear for a week in Vegas? No. Okay. We'll just act like that didn't happen. But anyway, getting to the news. Uh, no, 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 yeah. I got one, I'm sorry. I got one thing going. I want to start. Um, mm-hmm. All of uh, you know the Dad Presents, we're doing Parenthood. I want to I start. Well, we're not starting. We're uh, 20 minutes in, but I want to... Yeah. S- Throw out a, a parenting question of the day. We'll discuss that. Then we can get into, you know, Let's what's go. going on in the world. We'll do it. All right, cool. So, you know, uh, social media these days, um, inequality, uh, racism, sexism, homophobia, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But one subject that never gets talked about in terms of inequality is inequality when it comes to what goes on with divorce. Mm-hmm. Now, I got three buddies right now going through divorce. Wow. And men get no matter it almost seems like no matter whether they're good parents or not whether Mm -hmm. they're good husbands or not they get fucking screwed Mm -hmm. they they got they got to give most of the money they got to give the house and they get very little time with their kids sure you know um in theory divorce sounds fucking awesome (laughs) you know like you get your kids three days a week and then four days a week you get to be single and get on Tinder and swipe right and left. You know, it sounds amazing. Sure. Right. But it doesn't work out that way. You get a giant payment. You got it. I'm kidding. I love my wife, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm fantasizing a little bit. Right. (laughs) But these, these dudes are all getting screwed. They're all great dads. And for me, my biggest fear is you get divorced and it's not like being lonely. I I, I enjoy my own company. I'm never going to be lonely. I got good friends, all Mm -hmm. that. But it's the thought of another man getting in there, Ooh. not get not getting in my bed and getting oh, at, at the bride. That's kind of, that's kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of another man getting in there and raising my children. Oh yeah, yeah. Because no matter what, he's not going to love them the way I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if you don't love them the same way, you're going to resent them in some ways. And I just that scares me. Yeah. No, it's um. No one who's married likes thinking about that, except for dog. <laughs> dog is thinking about tender he's like wow that'd be a whole new galaxy hell yeah but, but it is cheaper to keep her yeah but you know especially when kids are involved it gets really bad because you know there's a situation and then if one of you starts dating or then or gets married or then it gets even weirder now your child has to follow the rules of some guy that you i mean the is always going to be the guy that your wife is fucking that's just the guy. That's how you right. think of him. You you know, it won't be your wife's husband. It'll be the guy she's the banging. Yeah, yeah. And so I hope I never have to go through that. But it's just a bad situation all the way down. Um, you know, everybody takes a, an L for that. But you're right. A lot of times men are get the brunt. It's like you sit there, you lose the the wife, you lose the house a lot of times, and a lot of money. And you're in a situation where someone is dictating to you when you can see your daughter. Right. You know? And how come we never we or never son. when we're talking about inequality, we never mm-hmm. talk about that that inequality towards men. I mean it's mm-hmm. an inequality. Men are not they don't get yeah. treated the same. No. Yeah. Now there's an assumption that I think we're just supposed to take it. We're the you know physically stronger sex i guess you will and so That's sexist man well that i mean it's it's science i mean this, <laughs> I but, know, I'm, I'm being but, but we're the bread winners I, yeah that out. yeah and and like doug you said with bread winning comes sort of that thing well they make the money they do that you know they, they're stronger they can take it and you know it's that thing of 
drawing two things that have nothing to do with each other. You know, women have a connection to their kids that we will never have. Sure, you know, they push that kid out of a tiny little hole in their body. Yeah, and that there's a different bond there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they love the kids any more than than the fathers do. Yeah, so it, it's I don't know. It, it's it's tough. It breaks my heart when I see my buddies going through this. Yeah. No, it's a tough deal. I have a friend of mine who's uh, went through a thing with the woman he had a child with, and things didn't go right. And then all of a sudden, she says, uh, "I'm not going to let you see your kid." Mm. And so you're like, "Well, what are you going to do with that?" Yeah. Like, you know, you know. I think these uh, these men's rights activists, MRAs. Have you heard heard of these groups? No, no I think it's too close to NRA. <laughs> they, should, <laughs> they should repackage. It kind of has kind of blended with the alt right. They call it right, yeah. but men's right activists. I think it started over this divorce thing. Sure, I think that was one of the first things. But anyway, uh, I got a I got a funny little Tinder story. We're talking about Tinder. Can I tell you my funny little <laughs> Tinder story? Yeah, have at it. So. The day Tinder came out, the day I was, I'm a curious cat. You know, I, I ask why a lot. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. I made a Tinder profile the day it came out. And you're, I, you I were married. married. Yeah, yeah I was of course married. you were. Well, yeah. I, I just wanted to see what it was all about. <laughs> right. I just to see what was up. So I had it for like a day, maybe two days. <laughs> Nothing materialized. I wasn't trying to do anything nefarious. I just wanted to see what was up with this. Yeah. Then I deleted it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what they don't tell you is that it's it's tied into Facebook. So w- it, you can't just delete the Tinder app. You got to go onto Facebook and delete the Tinder app from your Facebook oh, account. Oh, wow. I didn't do this. Uh, Five, maybe six years later, mm-hmm. I'm sitting at dinner, Mother's Day dinner, with my wife, her four sisters, all my sister in laws, and nice. her mother. Oh, wow. Okay, so seven women. Oh. And one of the one of the angry divorced Filipino sisters, she's on Tinder. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all angry divorced Filipino sisters. They're on Tinder and she's swiping through. Mm-hmm. And she stops and she looks at me. She looks back at her phone and she's like, why is Matt on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The only saving grace yeah. is... What it does if you delete it off your phone is it takes your Facebook profile picture, mm-hmm. and it was right after Halloween, and at that time my Facebook profile picture was me in like a a dinosaur outfit, dinosaur <laughs> dinosaur onesie, yeah. making a face with claws, like all silly. So it was obvious I'm not on there trying to pick trying up chicks. Yeah. yeah, that was my only saving grace. Otherwise, oh, wow. we'd be talking about four of my friends who are going through divorce, yeah. including myself. Jesus, yeah. no, it. it it's a totally different world, and I don't know if I should be thankful that I'm married and not having to go through Tinder, or if if I would be someone that would be a pro at it. So yeah, I think I think honestly, it's it's my one life's regret is getting married before <laughs> Tinder. I love my wife. I picked the right one. She's the best. Yeah. But I would have liked like two years of Tinder under my belt yeah. before <laughs> you know before we got married. Yeah. Anyway. No, it's effective. You know, yeah. you get there, you use it. It's it's what it's there for, and you know, but. There's probably a lot of bad stories that come from Tinder. There's probably a lot of good stories. <laughs> sure. And I've heard, I got buddies who are on it. And they've, they've lost their mind, probably. That, a little bit. Yeah, In a happens. good way. Yeah. So what's going on? All right. So, you know, we're going through this whole Trump and Supreme Court and Kavanaugh and hearings and all this other shit. And in the middle of all this, uh, CNN uh, posted a story written by a Vermont law professor, Laura Taub. I'm sorry, Jennifer Taub. And she wrote a piece where she reveals that she's a victim of sexual assault. Who's this woman? She's a professor at uh, Vermont Law, a Vermont law professor. And CNN published something that she wrote. And in the end of it, she says, you know, quote, I know the name of the boy who assaulted me. I looked him up the other day. He is working at a prominent law firm. It appears 
that he has had a successful career. I have no reason to disrupt his life, even though mine has, has been upended, even after all these years. But you had, wait, you bet, excuse me, but you had better believe if, he, if his name is put forward for a high-level government position, I will speak out. Wow. And then uh, she, first you know, of all, you're much better at your multiplication tables than reading. Yeah, that was off bad, right? Yeah, it was, dude. I just need to go ahead and break down and get some glasses. Can you learn me? To yeah, read? <laughs> yeah, a little dyslexic on the reading. Yeah. So I, what, what do you have to say about that? Well, let me just also add. She also threw in that all this would be true unless he apologized for this act. And so my thing is, if he did it, go tell somebody. And yeah. I know it's a traumatic experience. I know all of this other stuff. And I can't relate to any of the stuff that happens to you following something like this. I get that. But think about the other women that have to possibly come into contact with this guy. Other women that have to report stories of sexual assault. Right. That now don't get the benefit of the doubt because stuff like this is out there. Right. And... Again, I don't know why the position that he holds in his career professionally would dictate to you when you should come forward and tell people that he did something illegal. It would be best to get because that that's what that's the one of the problems with all of these ac, you know accusations. Uh, you start to lose they start to lose merit, whether right or wrong. The more you delay it, and the reasoning behind the delays are all different. But this doesn't sound like a good reason to delay based on how he what he does for a living. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the same as all of these, even even the Kavanaugh thing, which was the whole deal last week. Mm-hmm. It, it's tough. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't have a rapist on the Supreme Court. Sure. But we're talking about things that happened 40 years ago mm-hmm. when they were kids. They were 16 years old. And it doesn't seem like they, I saw some of it. They both seemed credible to me. Like she seemed credible. He seemed credible. Like, you know, I understand why women don't come out yeah. at the time when it happens. It's, it's traumatic. Uh, they're afraid they won't be believed. They're afraid of further persecution. I, I get all that. I understand that. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you don't to come back out with it then 40 years later well what what can you do at that point yeah there's, it doesn't look so credible yeah well, and well whether it's credible or not there's no way to d- there's no way to prove it, it. there's yeah. two people yeah and and and, for, and with the kavanaugh thing now i don't have great understanding of this i don't want to i don't want to get out of my league here yeah but it seems to me he she wasn't even saying that he raped her just that she he scared her really bad mm-hmm. right like there was no actual penetration or anything well i think was there, i think there's a there's like three women that have come forward. There's, like, there's more now. Yeah, there, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. And and that the, and that's you know this kind of thing starts the avalanche. And when you get stories like this from other women, and this woman is not connected to the Kavanaugh case, let me give that disclaimer. But it kind of paints a picture as to why you, you don't. Some folks will not believe <laughs> what these allegations. You know, um, I think there are uh, other women, and I'll try to. Yeah, there, those I, up. I, th- I think you're right, but. Look, this guy might be a very bad guy. I'm not. I'm not going to vouch for him. I don't know this guy. He sure. might be a very bad dude. But what I really don't like is how the whole thing is just uh, political grandstanding. Like the parts I saw, like the Democrats, 
didn't seem like they're really interested in getting at the truth. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, you know, like, uh, who's the, the black guy from the East Coast might run for president? Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. I, I like kind of like that guy. Yeah. But he stood up there whole time just talking about what a hero she was for, like, his whole seven minutes. Like... Like, dude, you're just you're just grandstanding to to look good. You don't mm. even care what really happened. I thought no. that was pathetic. And the Republicans are just as bad. You know, they're, they're, no one. It didn't feel like anyone was trying to get at the truth. Like mm-hmm. they could have they could have done an FBI investigation. They could have really looked into it. They they, I don't know. It's messy and and I'm not saying she's making a political thing. She seems genuine. But the Republicans and the Democrats are just making a political mess out of it, and it's it's embarrassing for the whole country. But isn't Kavanaugh, he's already a judge now, right? He's a judge, yeah. So, I mean, the part I don't get is, like, judges are serious, too, even before exactly. you get to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not come out, period, earlier? A lot sure. earlier than this. Yeah, and we, and we won't know you why, know? and that's that's her prerogative, mm-hmm. but it it just makes a harder to make it credible when it's been 40 years and you 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 can't deny that um and you say believe her and you want to believe her and she seems credible but you know and here's the other thing this this whole appointment basically comes down to uh abortion right Mm -hmm. yeah that's what this whole thing is about about. it's about abortion Mm -hmm. rights so there's a thousand other judges out there who will be conservative on abortion. Yeah. Just pick one, you know, just move on. <laughs> yeah. And, but what I really hate about the Supreme court mm-hmm. is the Supreme court is supposed to not be partisan. They're supposed to look at any issue, mm-hmm. w- compare it to the current laws, the constitution, all that, and come up with a judgment in theory. Almost every judgment should be nine to zero because they should all be interpreting it by the letter of the law, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's always all the Republicans against all the Democrats. So whichever one has the power gets gets the victories. And that's not what the Supreme Court is supposed to be. And that's disgusting. Well, yeah. it And that's the thing is that when these allegations are allowed to mature over a 40-year period, it becomes a political circus. It, it now isn't really about the act anymore as opposed to, you know, like what, what really happened yeah. in that room or what really happened on that day. It's now... Let's look. Let let me join to this woman, so we can show them that we're the Democrats and we are for right. uh, women not getting assaulted. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's for women getting assaulted, uh, except for people who assault women, exactly. right? So, so that's that's sort of the thing you lose when all this time passes, and it it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just gets very harder, very hard to to, to figure it all out in the end because at the end of the day, it's his word against hers, and you can't give make one more valid than the other. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about something more fun? Sure. Let's talk about dicks. Do you suck dicks? Let's talk about dicks. Oh, all right. <laughs> dicks is always fun. Dicks, no. dicks, dicks, dicks. No, I was, I was, you know, just, you know, you just kind of have your TV on and you're sitting, doing something else and you're listening. And this um, commercial comes on for Peroni's disease. And you guys, you didn't know before I sent you the rundown for nope. the show. Dog, did you know what Peroni's heard no. of it. The only prony I know, there's a beer prony, right? You know, nice, I think it's like a nice um, you uh, light play that beer. Commercial? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting to that. Okay. So, they may ruin your setup. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, thank you. Anyway, I, I listen to this commercial and I'm going to play it because Matt told me to. And you can listen to what Peroni's disease is about and we'll get, we'll get back after this. Fellas, you may not know it, but it's possible to injure yourself during intercourse. 
causing your erection to become curved over time. If you're curved, it could be an addressable medical condition called Peroni's disease, or PD, that is experienced by thousands of other men. You're not alone. Ask a urologist, a specialist for men's health conditions like Peroni's disease, about your curved erection. Find out more at learnaboutpd.com. <laughs> so apparently there's a bunch of guys walking around with dicks shaped like uh, balloon animals. Yep, yep. Curved, yep. <laughs> curved dicks. I didn't know this. I was know all a, about this. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I had a buddy elaborate. next door neighbor in grade school. His name was Michael Peroni, and he had a curved dick. And that's the truth. Are you? Are yes. You yes. No, that's the truth. He was my grade school neighbor. He had a curved dick. You know, he little boys show their dicks to each other. Yeah. I don't know about not all little boys. In our neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all show our dicks yeah. to each other. Oh. Michael Peroni, curved dick. Michael, if you're out there, what's up? <laughs> he named, listed him by name. That's great. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> number two. I I can totally relate to uh, you know getting injured in bed because I'm a goddamn athlete. Okay, so I fuck some shit up in bed. I've mm. I've been injured in bed. Mm. He's, you know, he's if, in you the, been, if you haven't been injured in bed, you're not doing it right. Yeah, he's a sport. You're, you're into sport fucking. I am. I, I get that. No, you see the thing that startled me about this. I have a little curve on mine, right? But I don't know if it's from banging. I think it's just the way it's mine natural. is. Yeah. And I enjoy my curve. I wouldn't get rid of it because I like the opportunity to maybe have my wife in the bedroom and I'm fucking her from the living room, like around the corner. <laughs> let's, let's not be too generous. <laughs> let's not be too generous. <laughs> so I like the curve. I roll with it. Doggy, any curve going on in your life? No, it's no curves. You're, you're, you're a straight shooter? Straight motherfucking shooter. <laughs> my my, my no, curve's kind of. I, I wonder, like, the porn stars might have this problem, too, because... I see a few curved horns yeah. when I watch porn. There's a lot of, a lot of curved you, horns. You would know. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a porn, porn. connoisseur. Yeah. No, but you get stories of Dennis Rodman. I think Dennis Rodman broke his dick twice, I guess. Yeah. So I guess that maybe he had Peroni's. Is that what? He had Michael Peroni's disease. disease? Yeah. He, you better hope that guy doesn't find you in the street because he's going to kick your ass. Oh, I mean, he got a <laughs> shout out. <laughs> He had, a, he had a good healthy dick on him. It was curved, but other than that, it was he good healthy, a good, dick. healthy yeah, dick. Yeah, he, he's admiring your work there, Michael. So, <laughs> if you guys want to reconnect at some point, maybe this maybe this could be a love connection. Uh, maybe he's on Tinder. Maybe <laughs> that's not my demographic. Move on. Okay, this is always curious to me. Uh, scientists, astronomers, and such have detected dwarf planet goblin. It was discovered at the edge of our solar system by scientists and may provide clues as to whether or not there are any planets beyond our solar system. But of course there are. We already know that. I, well, think, I think you got your facts wrong. No, that... I, you I, mean any, any planets... Beyond our solar system. Well, there's millions of them. We know well, this. Well, you see, I think that's the thing. They classify certain things as stars versus planets. And no, then, dude. Do you mean in our own solar system? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what the story said. I, like I copied it. No, it says, it says there are planets beyond our solar system. There's definitely planets beyond yeah, our solar system. Yeah, as to whether system. there are planets. In our solar system, that might be the debate. We said beyond. But anyway, let's read it like beyond. And then we'll read Well, there's it. millions of planets, planets beyond, beyond our solar system. We've named them. We've seen them. We know this for sure. Well, there's, We've even identified like something like 5,000 planets that are in the... the uh, the uh, what do you call it Goldilocks zone, which is the right distance from the sun to mm-hmm. where we are, where it would be possible for life. Oh so Jesus! We we know this for sure. I think they mean possibly other planets in our solar system because they de- they declassified Pluto a few years ago, right? They did? They, yeah, they said Pluto's no longer a planet. Yeah, they decided it was a moon, something like that. Oh, yeah, no it's something else. And then out past that big asteroid belt, I forget the name of it. They think there might be more planets. So. Okay, so. 
It was found on the frigid outskirts of our solar system. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that um, asteroid belt. Let's see. Uh, spotted by astronomers 2015 around Halloween. Um, they made the discovery. Uh, what is it? This is the third dwarf. Extremely elongated, so on and so forth. Oh, Michael Peroni's disease. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is a dwarf? They just, I think they called it dwarf, dwarf, dwarf planet, planet, whatever. Small planet. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, they're still pursuing planet X. The two uh, other dwarf planets are Sedna, discovered in 2003. Okay, this is getting really boring. Yeah. Basically, I threw this up there to ask, is there life out there, do you think? Maybe oh, a planet man. of dwarfs. We need dwarfs. to get high right now. Oh, wow. We need to get high if we're going to talk about this. Yeah. What do you guys think? No. No? You don't think so? No. Yeah, because we have a lot of technology. We'd have been up on that shit, dude. Do you We'd have went there. any? What? We'd have went there, man. <laughs> we can't even get to Mars. What are you talking about, man? We'd have went there. Oh man. <laughs> now let me say this. I don't know, and I believe there's stuff you're not supposed to know. And I think this is one of the things. I don't think you're supposed to know this. But would I be surprised if someone said there's an alien that you know flew into town and they found him? I wouldn't be surprised. That's how I play it. Is there life out there? Yes. It's almost mathematically impossible that there is not life mm-hmm. out there. Sure. There are trillions of stars in the galaxy. There are definitely stars or planets around those stars at the right distance from the sun like we are to where there could be there could be other like creatures that are basically human out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. There could be alien life force that life forms that don't even need oxygen or an atmosphere. There's definitely I I would say 99.9% chance there's life Beyond. Out there now. Have, have we been visited? I would say probably not. I mm. don't know how you could keep that a secret, um, but maybe you know. Hmm. This is this this is not really our our forte. We're not experts, but I I, I think it's impossible for there not to be life out there. Now, you know, uh, people who are very religious, that's not something they're gonna give in on to where they're gonna agree that there's life out there because most religions are very egocentric mm-hmm. about Earth and all that. But if you really read your Bible, it leaves that possibility open as well. Maybe Michael Peroni is an alien. Um, yeah, I mean, he could be. <laughs> he could be. He could have been one of those men in black. You know, you remember men in black? He had Michael Jackson was really yeah. an alien. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Peroni, he might have been on that list. <laughs> men, his, men in black curves. Curved dick. Yeah. Um, you know, we go through these things and you wonder, do I put this on the show rundown or not? Because I'm sick of Kanye. I don't want to really talk uh, about Kanye. Him. But he just has this, just so much activity. He's definitely the MVP. Now we we changed the podcast name, but we've been talking about Kanye for seems like years. Episode. Yeah. So anyway, I'll just go through a quick run through. You Jesus just throw Christ. some shit at whatever, and then we'll move on. Okay. So Kanye, first of all, uh, last week. First of all, okay. First of all, all right. You're disrespecting him already. Oh Jesus! He changed his name to Ye, so I would like for you to address Ye appropriately. Um, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> his mama named Kanye. I'm gonna call him Kanye. Um, he wants to bring Colin Kaepernick to the White House. Okay, so that was the first story of the week. Um, I guess you know Ka- Kaepernick obviously at odds with Trump over the kneeling over the national anthem. I don't really see the point to all that, but okay, Kanye. So then the next thing was, well, he, I mean, come on, you're 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 all big on the the Colin Kaepernick and now sure. how can you not support that as being? Admirable, a good idea. I don't know. He's Kanye. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Yes. And he doesn't have any good intentions about it. I believe in meeting. I just don't believe in non-productive or unproductive meetings. Like, I don't know if Kanye, Kaepernick, and Trump in a room gets anything done. No. I mean, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah, okay. Well, that's story one. 
story two. Kanye feels attacked after showing support for Trump during a Saturday Night Live appearance. Okay, so he comes on. His performance was garbage, first of all. All of them. Uh, it was uh, bad. I mean, I love Kanye, but that was bad. It was bad. And then, I guess, at the end of the show, he, he, he I think he's like the only performer that I can remember in recent memory that has performed three different times. Like once at the end and once at the beginning, once in the middle. Um, he then apparently goes into a speech about his support for Trump, which made the Saturday Night Live cast and crew nervous. Um, You're leaving a part out. Okay. They told him mm-hmm. beforehand not to, to, to do that regarding Trump. Sure. They, they told him not to do anything pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Well, the thing is, is you're a guest on their show. Just like the, if you work for the NFL and they tell you to stand for the flag, you have to make a choice. So if you want, you know, to, okay, you put it like that. Exactly. All right. It's so just consistent. You can't. You're a guest on Saturday Night Live. They invited you. But then they come. should. They should at least. They should at least put it out there that we are an anti-Trump show. I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of obvious, and there's sketches, but they should yeah. just make it known. Sure. We're well, not trying to be objective. The, we don't want yeah. pro-Trump opinions on this show. Yeah. Kanye's yeah, turning into an attention whore. Yes. Well, like Kim K. Yeah, they're both. But the like same his people. wife, you know, mm-hmm. like. But I think she's gonna leave his crazy ass. She just wanted black babies. Yeah, because she's of, about to leave him. Yeah, everybody wants black babies. Yeah. Angelina Jolie got, got a home. bunch of them. Yeah, you got two. You got two Filipino babies. <laughs> you got no you, black babies. You told me. You, you don't want to say <laughs> it. You made, I don't make the rules. He's saying that I said that Filipinos are the black people of Asian, but that's not how you said it. I, well, you know, I'm, it's, we're breaking this new podcast in. We want to ease in, ease in with the, ease with off the group. The we don't want right. to, you know, hit them with the N word because. It's I good, say it a good, lot, folks. Good plan. Yeah. So we'll ease in with the N-word. You feel each other out. Yeah. Physically and mentally. Um, last thing. Kanye. All Kanye. He tweets that he wants, he thinks the 13th Amendment, which freed the slaves, should be abolished. <laughs> and then... Man, he, that would make my life so much easier. <laughs> that would make my life so much easier. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, then he backtracks. And says he was misinterpreted. Yes, that, he was. Stop yeah. right there. Okay. All right. I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but sure. these are all no, no. Come things. on. You know, Kanye I love the, supporter. You know, I love the yay. Oh right? God. Oh, oh. Jesus. He, what Kanye needs mm-hmm. is a well-spoken white man in his corner. Oh God. Here if we he's go. gonna be, if he's gonna be running for president in 2020, he needs somebody <laughs> like Maddie in his corner sure. to interpret what he's trying to say. Yeah. He doesn't mean. <laughs> he does not mean that we should repeal the 13th Amendment and mm-hmm. people should be slaves again. Just like before when he made his comment on slavery, yeah, the, the I broke fir- that one down Wait, I'm you. sorry. The first time yes. he had he said something and had to backtrack? Yes. That one? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. I remember okay, that one. Okay, I broke yeah. that one down for you too. Okay. What he is saying, and he's on point again, <laughs> is that the 13th Amendment did not get rid of slavery because people, black men are still enslaved every day in, in the prison system. Mm-hmm. You go to the prison system, it's 80% black, and these dudes are working for free, they're being forced to work, and they're not mm-hmm. getting compensated. Yeah. That's the very definition of slavery. Let me that's tell what, you, that's what yay meant. Okay, let me show you. Tell you my do, theory. Do you not agree? That's that's that Thirteenth Amendment. There's still slavery sure, in, you, in, there, in that way. You can make an argument like that, but let me tell you what my theory is. You said he needs a white spokesperson. I think he has a white person who's feeding him stuff, and he's getting it wrong. You got me. And, and so, and and please stop doing that, Maddie. Stop giving him information to say. But so, who's the most powerful man in the world? It's got to be the president, right? Trump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, who's Kanye's right hand man? That would be Trump. Dun dun dun. I, I mean, think you, you know, have it's the like, ghostwriter. Yeah. You, you know, think Trump's feeding Kanye lines? Well, you know, Kanye's like, this is my dude. 
fuck the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be powerful. Sure. You know, I know how to get powerful. And then I have the most powerful man in the world in my corner. Mm-hmm. So fuck everybody else. Yeah. Trump and Kanye, or Ye, they're both megalomaniac, egomaniacs. You know, they're the same. They're kind of the same dude, mm-hmm. right? So they relate on that level. But that doesn't mean all their intentions are bad. I think Kanye's big point over this last year has been, and he's not done a great job of getting his message across, <laughs> is no. that black people just keep voting for Democrats year after year after year, blindly, 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 and their situation keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Sure. And maybe it's time to rethink that strategy. Well, yeah, the- and that's why he needs me. To help him you with some could of help him points. out. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You see, but Kanye's got to realize that every time you come out with these bold statements and every time you make a mistake on the bold statement, you become less and less credible. So, sure. you know, and he's in the he's done this now twice. He's had to backtrack now twice. So why should I listen to part three when it comes out? It's not like it's because an album. Because poopity scoop. Yeah, well, that's that's the credibility sealer. for life. You you make poopity scoop once. And people got to listen to your shit the rest of your life? I don't think so. But that's the problem with him. And I think, and I don't want to tell him to go back to rap because I don't think you, you're entitled to tell someone that. But he needs to sit in a corner before he decides to come out with something and make sure he gets it right the first time. Treat it like he's making an album and put that perfection into it and say, this is my thing. I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to be a motivator. I'm going to be out there advocating for whatever. I'm going to craft my message perfectly to where my message doesn't get lost in the buffoonery that you know, follows whatever I do and make a point there. I mean, if you break through what is said is being said by him and we still don't know if that's what he's meant, but other people are saying, yeah, you know, because you, you know, you and Kanye are like this, <laughs> but you know, he needs to rethink and move on. So yeah, artists, artists for decades have been using their platform mm-hmm. to make social comments. Sure. Right? I get that. And when they do it, some people love it. And some people hate it. It seems to always depend on whether or not you agree with them. Yeah. Right. Sean Penn's out there doing this. Eddie Vedder's out there doing this. Um, the left loves that. Mm-hmm. But when Kanye's doing it, they hate it. Vice yeah. versa on the right. The right, you know, shut up and sing. That's what they tell Eddie Vedder at his concert. I hear that constantly. It drives me nuts. You know, he's, it's his right. Sure. Everyone. And Kanye has a right. But the thing is, is that if he's, if, if he, the plan is to be effective, he has to craft a better message. And he has to yeah. be more consistent. He needs to hire Jay Maddie. Yeah, he needs yeah. Jay Maddie. Dust off that resume there, Maddie. Um, okay, getting into sports. Uh, this happened years ago. Con- uh, Kanye. Kobe. Kobe, back when he was playing, had a game against the Orlando Magic, was playing against Matt Barnes. There was an inbounds play where Matt Barnes was inbounding the ball and looked to maybe push the ball or fake like he was going to throw the ball at Kobe. Kobe didn't flinch. Kobe fans went nuts. Kobe's got ice water for veins, the Black Mamba. He's crazy. He's so dedicated and committed to the game. They go nuts. So these people with Barstool Sports, I guess, have determined through, I guess, a um, aerial view that there is proof now. There's proof that, um, you know, Kobe didn't... It wasn't that Kobe didn't flinch. It was basically that he was standing to the side of Matt Barnes and really didn't need to flinch. So... Um, well, listen, it's, they kind of break it down like the Zabruder film, which is, is troubling to Zabruder. me. Zabruder. Yeah, Zabruder? Zabruder. Is it Zabruder? Zabruder. It's Zabruder. You're right. Okay. So anyway, listen to what they found in their research, and uh, we'll comment. Breaking news on the internet today as one of the great original gifts has been debunked. It's a myth. It's a lie. Kobe Bryant not flinching at Matt Barnes' inbounds pass. Childhoods have been ruined. 
thanks to World Wide Web, putting out the overhead angle. As you see in the original clip, we thought it was directly in Kobe Bryant's face. Touching his nose, we thought, Kobe Bryant, he's not human. He's a robot. He's an animal. There's no way he could defy human instinct and not flinch. No, 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 my friends. Let's go to the tape. Not only is he not standing in front of the pass, he's also swaying back and forth. He's moving away from the ball as Matt Barnes' arms extend. Furthermore, that's the furthest his arms extend. It's not even in his face. He's got alligator arms, for God's sakes. He's standing away from Matt Barnes. The ball does not extend as far as we thought, mm. and he's moving away from it. It's a lie. It's a myth. Everything you thought to be true, Santa Claus isn't real, and Kobe Bryant flinching, not flinching, it's all a lie. Look, Kobe, Kobe's a fraud. No. I mean, Kobe's a fraud. No, no, Kobe's no, no. selfish. He's a rapist oh, and he's a fraud. No, and I don't know no, how no, you guys no, no. can be Laker fans. It's now oh, more than ever. Oh god! Here's Clipper Daryl. Kobe, Kobe knew how that went down. This is how many years old now? Five, six years. He knew how that went down. Why didn't he ever come out and say, "Guys, I wasn't actually that"? He tough. didn't put it out there. The he didn't put it out there because he's a fraud. He didn't even want to talk. Everybody he else did. put it out there. Yeah, he didn't put it out he there. Didn't. The yeah, mama doesn't need to it. talk about it. He yeah. could have corrected it. What was well, he going to say? He it did. didn't look far off. If you yeah. look at it from a view, it doesn't look. I don't know. I believe like in honesty. I, yeah. I would have said, "Guys, you know, I I know you all want to make me a hero out of this, but it wasn't actually in my face. It looks good. It could have been. It still could have yeah. been in his face. You don't know. Who are they to and, say? And the thing is, the argument hasn't changed with him. He didn't flinch. Who is this flinch? Bum. So why would he come forward and what put out a news release? Hey guys, uh, at the game the other night, I know you didn't think I didn't flinch, but I really Man. didn't have to. Yeah, so, I think you guys are turning a couple angry black men. No, on this it's Kobe the thing, thing. is, no, let me just tell you, stupid for even bringing this back up. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... Ba- you brought it up, man. Bigger... Up. No, the fucking... Uh, the, the, the guys... Reporter, yeah. yeah. The, the bigger thing is that Kobe... Bigger than flinching, not flinching. Kobe has... You're so flustered, you're stuttering. Yeah, I am. But bigger than that, <laughs> bigger than that, he has an 81-point game. Bigger than that, he's, what is it, top five NBA scoring or what's, something like that? What's that got to do with... Matt Barnes admitted it. Yeah, there you go. He admitted it. Yeah. Like, he... You know, he doesn't know why Kobe didn't flinch. Even Kobe might have been off a little bit from him. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody does that to you, anybody else will flinch. Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah, right. still I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's not that important to no, yeah, Whatever. This is crazy. Right, Kobe's and, a badass. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is. here's what I want to say about uh, Barstool. Do you guys listen to their show at all? Occasionally. I've heard them. I love these guys. Okay. And here's why. In, in today's world where there's – there, uh, whether you want to buy into it or not – there's an attack on men right mm-hmm. now in our society. Right. Not so much men, but bros. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and these guys are as broy as you can be. They're just dudes talking dude shit, yeah. saying inappropriate stuff, being inappropriate, kind of like us, and not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, kind of like us with uh, add a couple zeros on the fan base. Sure, yeah, yeah. and We're and getting there. I uh, I appreciate that. Somebody's got. There's got to be somebody out there fighting that fight. Yeah, and they're doing it. Kudos to you, Barstool Sports. You're we 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 salute you. Find other shit to talk about, Barstool. Damn. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Okay, it's sticking with basketball. Um, You know, a lot transpired with Kawhi Leonard and him being angry in San Antonio and eventually being traded now to Toronto. Going to be a clipper. Um, Not if the Lakers are still in town. Um, Anyway, Kawhi has taken a ribbon because he has a weird sort of personality. Um, he doesn't really talk to people. And this was a funny moment from his latest news conference with his new team, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, where the um, the 
press is trying to get to know him. And here goes the clip. And what would you like people to know about you? Uh, I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, there's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spill. I don't even know where he's sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's Kawhi's laugh. I'm sorry, guys. I left <laughs> my like personality in San Antonio. A little bus. As a child. Man, but, so what? Yeah, but his. Have la- you ever heard Hillary's laugh? I mean, some people got weird laughs. He's got a weird laugh. Wait, have you, his shit is crazy though. Wait, you know who has a weird laugh? Eddie Murphy. No, dog. You have a weird laugh. Yeah, you want to like dogs laugh. Wait, I tell you what, you want to listen? You want to hear dogs laugh real quick? This is this is funny. Listen to dogs laugh. (laughs) Okay, so doggy, what's the story behind that laugh? Well, my laugh. Yeah, that that laugh we just heard. I don't know, man. It's just in me. Yeah, I I think you're being a hater. I like his laugh. It's It's cute. It's cute. There's no story behind it. It just comes out. I couldn't resist. I I I heard Kawhi's and I had to throw that in there. But I could listen to you guys all day and just bust up (laughs) all the crazy shit that comes out y'all mouths and shit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Does anybody got? I got. I got a couple things. Lay on it. Go ahead. So, two things really. All right. You sent me a tweet few weeks ago okay. i haven't gotten to it but i, I popped back up into my memory you know I, on the weekends i like to smoke a little marijuana and watch some uh, documentaries sure you sent me a tweet about a netflix serial killers and hilariously they had michael vick in there with like these three <laughs> other serial killers yes you know, which which is kind of amusing like you got like bundy and Dahmer mm-hmm. and mike vick <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of funny mm-hmm. maybe a little racist uh, you know, yeah odd, let's call that racist but what, yeah. what i what i was thinking about as i'm watching the, uh, this other documentary i can't remember the name but it wasn't that one i'm wondering how come we never consider people like let's say george obama or president bush in the in the category of mass murderer who's killed more people than, than basically all American presidents. Did you just say George Obama or President Bush? What? You know, you know. I'm just saying. Damn. I was like, is, the, is that his is uncle? It, is it because they're killing with uh, purpose mm-hmm. or like, what is it that separates? Well, the thing is, is they are always going to have the veil of we're doing it for national security. When you, but what is the definition of a serial killer? Because they're definitely well, killing. By more the people. letter, you've got it. They've killed a ton of you know under their direction. But the thing is, is when you're Jeffrey Dahmer and you go out for to the night gay nightclub and yeah. you go pick up gay black men and then take them to your house and then drug them and then kill them and eat them. That's a little well, bit that's illegal. So, so is it, that's okay, a little so, illegal. First of all, I don't mean to single out American presidents. It's basically any any president who's or sure. anybody who's gone to war. Yeah. Okay. I don't mean to, I don't mm-hmm. want to get political. Single out American presidents. I don't think are, we're an evil country. Anything yeah. like that. But what makes it is it? Do you have to take pleasure in the killing to be a serial killer? Is that what it is? I think that the purpose of it, the purpose of it. I mean, whether it was dirty or not, it's going to always carry the flag of national security. There's not a flag you can give Jeffrey Dahmer other than I like to eat people's okay. asses. Okay, That's so it. then how about how about uh, you got the Bloods and the Crips, or you got Chicago, some of these gangbangers who have fired off and killed a dozen people. Sure, why are they considered they're serial, serial killers? killers. They, but yeah, they don't they, they don't get lumped in. That well, category. the thing is, is you, you, I mean, after a while, you're you're lumping too much. You're if you're a gang member, you're a gang member, and if you're arrested in a gang murder, the assumption is you have maybe killed multiple people as a gang member. Yeah, and you that, get, that, look at Tookie Williams, serial killer. Tookie Williams yeah. got life. 
Yeah. No, he got the death penalty. And and if we're saying the serial killers have to take pleasure in killing, I Mm -hmm. think some of those gangbangers probably do take pleasure in it. Well, yeah. I mean, they will catch them. I don't think, you know, they're mutually exclusive. I think you could be a gang member who's a serial killer, but the the gang member part is going to get the headline because that's what that's the first thing you'll be char- characterized. I think if we started characterizing them as serial killers, mm-hmm. that would be a good uh, PR way to manage it. Nobody uh, gang ca- banger. Nobody cares when niggas get killed, Maddie. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, niggas, I, niggas I killing niggas, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's yeah, that's actually really think true. That's true. Yeah, mm, yeah. Fuck it, just you know, lock lock a few <laughs> niggas up, and that's it. Yeah. Nobody. It's not a big deal. Yeah, not to society. Yeah. You care though, doggy. At any rate, Barely. when Barely. you when when you say gangbanger mm-hmm. and, and you have gangster rap and all mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. gangbanging is something like uh, drug use that gets glorified mm-hmm. by the media, by uh, movie and, sure. and culture. You know, drug use does. There's a lot of things we glorify that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we started referring to them as serial killers instead mm-hmm. of gangbangers, that might affect culture in some way. That's all I'm getting at. Mm, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, as long as there's money involved in the drug trade. You're gonna have gang members, oh, yeah. gang members, and that's number, that's yeah. number one. But as soon as see a serial killer doesn't get caught for a while, yeah. When that when a nigga shoots another nigga, he's <laughs> going. They're quit. gonna find that nigga, but you just and they're they gonna lynch care. that nigga. But they, they don't. don't but they don't have a chance to mm-hmm. keep you know too much killing and over and over yeah. and over. They're gonna find that nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either they don't care or they can't not care and also. Be but they're going to find them right away. Well, but it's not a big thing. It's it becomes a, a thing. It's normal. It becomes a thing where let's get him to get him. We get could probably do a whole episode on, on, this, on right? this subject. Yeah. yeah, they don't want them in in their living room. So that's 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 the inconvenience. It's when they get out of their territory. Yeah, yeah. and that that's where it becomes different. Yeah, and I I got, I got one other thing. So we sure. hit on we hit on. Uh, Shameless last week, right? Yes. So did you watch the newest episode? I fell asleep. All right. And I've been doing that a lot lately. So, so I watched it last yeah. night, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, to refresh last week, like I, I'm just getting a little irritated with how every show now has to have a political agenda. Sure. Now, Shameless used to be one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. The lead actress, what's her name? She's absolutely Emmy stunning. Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Oh, uh, Emmy Rossum. Beautiful Please come on, on our Earth. podcast, Emmy Rossum. They're a lovable family of fuck-ups. Yes. Um, white trash. And then they got the cute little black kid for diversity. Diversity. Yeah. And he, they're just a lovable family, right? So now this year, they've thrown all that out. And in last night's episode alone, they hit on voter suppression, mm-hmm. Antifa versus racist, capitalism as an, as an evil in society, white power, Nazis, gender fluidity, the Me Too movement, safe spaces, racism, closeted racists, homophobia, mm-hmm. gay bashing. Uh, child molestation, military violence, closeted homosexuality, and female empowerment. Yeah. In a 52-minute show, they hit on sure. all those things. And the this, this show ends with this uh, white power candidate who Frank is... is um, endorsing and endorsing, supporting, yeah. And he's getting like 5% in the polls. Yeah. And he wins because in reality, yeah. every white person is racist. They sure. just won't say it in the polls. Yeah. No. I mean... No, the thing much. is, it, it it is a classic show, and like I said before, every show has a, a expiration date, and theirs might have been the year before last because last season was not good either. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they did nine shows. That's a, that's a great run, but yeah. or nine seasons, but mm-hmm. more so than whether they've run out of ideas or not. Don't you find it frustrating that they they got to do all these little political tricks now? Well, this is where I think TV falls victim to the people making the decisions on the show. Like what happens is they say, okay. We've done seven great years of TV, 
And we'll be wrapping up probably within the next year or two. Now it becomes a thing where the director, the producer, the network, hey, I'm going to put on, I'm going to put this on the network. This is something I want to put on. And it becomes sort of a pet project for something you've always wanted to get off your chest because you know you only have about another year or two left on the show. They're getting it all out now before they get canceled. That's what I would assume. I, and I think we should get Emmy Awesome on the show to talk about it. I agree. Emmy, (laughs) call me right, like right now. But I I think you told me that she's leaving the show. And I, and, and generally, when the star leaves, and I, between her and William Macy, I think yeah. those are the stars. Yep. Um, it, the show's not going to last much longer past that, if if at all, if it doesn't end when she leaves. So I think that's what you have. I think people are trying to get out their message, their personal views, stuff their they've message, always... Their message, from what I took, is that every white person is racist. Well... That was the message. That's how I live my life. Congratulations. <laughs> the go up if they hire Roseanne. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've seen the promos for the Connors, too. The, the Connors is coming this month. So oh, tune on into that disaster that's going to happen. So have we... Have we I think we got all it. The I think that was a good first episode. I nice think that was pretty fellas. good. I think we sealed it. We got everything done. We were on time, just about. And um, we'll tell you. Thank you, first of all, for listening, everybody. Um, our contact information, we are at, first of all, Maddie on Twitter, at MyBigBlackFP. Oh, does that still hold true yeah. for this true? Okay. No, okay. One, Just making sure. Okay. So for right now, that is his Twitter account. I am also on Twitter at B underscore MBBFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Call us, or call us, sorry. Email us. Our email address, email us at MyBigBlackFantasyPodcast.com. It's been fun. We also are on oh. Facebook.com slash The Dad Presents. Most definitely. And you can page me. <laughs> get him on one of those Skytel pagers. Uh, you can pick up. You got to get like a, a, a bat signal for dogs. <laughs> he probably does have a bat signal. Big dog. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. It's been fun. And we hope to, you know, have you listen one more time next week. Love one another and don't be pussies. Peace Come out. back next week. Thank <laughs> you.